and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, step right up for just one nickel. You too can peer into the bazaar, the terrifying, the just plain weird. Take a look inside if you dare. It's the Paranormal Peep Show. <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Paranormal Peep Show podcast. My name is Tanner, and along with me, as always, is Jaina. How are you doing today? I am splendiferous, Tanner. How about yourself? I'm good, I'm good. You know, just uh, hanging out on this wonderful day, uh, talking to you about some time slips today. I don't even uh, really know what that is, so I'm, I'm excited, excited to learn. I'm excited to talk about them. And there's some theories about time slips that I think will fit into some of the pop culture things that we've been seeing in film lately as well. I can't wait to talk about that coming up a little bit later. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, so I know you talked kind of about uh, horror films and maybe potentially wanting to get into some of them uh, if they were if they're all right. So uh, we had a girls night over at my house the other day where we like painted nails and did all this other girly crap. And, uh, part of this was watching a horror movie. And, uh, one of the girls that came over, her name's Brittany. Um, mm. we got her to listen to the show. So hello, Brittany. Brittany. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, she hates horror movies and I she feel talks. you, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> she, she talks a lot during horror movies. So I'm like, all right, we're going to pick a movie that I've seen. A whole bunch of times we're not going to pick something that i've never seen because i really want to like pay attention so watch the movie grave encounters um it's available free on tubi uh so there's ads and stuff so we told britney britney there's this rule you can only talk when the ads are playing and uh you can't <laughs> talk the rest the rest of the movie and it works most of the time uh, but anyway the movie is um it's kind of a parody it starts off as a parody of all these other ghost shows like um the one with zach bagans they pretty much parody zach bagans the main character okay. does um so it starts off as kind of like this comedy and then very quickly goes into this like uh it's almost a blair witch-esque movie so like handy cam footage that kind of thing but it's very good it's one of my favorites oh so it um, pivots into full horror it does yeah it starts off uh like i said kind of this comedy they one of my favorite scenes, they walk up to this uh, this gardener landscaper at this asylum that they're going to go investigate. And they're like, so, how long have you worked here? And he's like, uh, two weeks. So I'm like, all right, cool. Have you ever seen any ghosts? He's like, no. So then they <laughs> hand him like $100. And then they, uh, <laughs> then they interview him. They're like, all right, we're here with Javier or whatever his name is. He's like, yeah, I've worked here for 20 years and I see ghosts all the time. And it's like this... <laughs> It goes into the, you know, how fake these ghost shows are. And then it turns very hard into, no, this is real. So it's a very good movie. Like I said, it's free uh, on Tubi. So I recommend Brave it. Encounters. Yes. I am bookmarking it, it now. Oh, there's a sequel, too. The, that that one's terrible. <laughs> that movie is so bad. Oh, that bad. one's terrible. Okay. That one's really bad. Yeah. Uh, they should have they should have left. I mean, if you really want to watch it, it continues on the storyline. But I think... Uh, wherever it ends is is a good ending point and the sequel does not need to be watched. Oh goodness, this is like on every free streaming service. Tubi, Pluto, Voodoo, Crackle, Plex, FUBU, Philo. It's, it, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's a very, it was a very under the radar movie when it came out. Um, I think I so, saw it on YouTube when it first came out. 
Nice. So it is available for rent there. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, so so Brittany liked this one. They did. Yeah, if Brittany did like it. Um, she covered her head with a blanket. Most of the scary parts, but uh, she made it through OK. She was a champ uh, and I was very proud of her. So good job, Brittany. They were searching for proof. They found <laughs> it. Brave Encounters, yeah. a film by some guy whose name is pixelated in this picture. Coming to <laughs> my TV it. next week. And then we, uh, yeah, so then we pulled up um, a documentary that Zach Bagans did called Demon House. Just so I could, like, show them the comparison. They're like, this is the guy that he was making fun of. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good movie uh, if you want. Uh, kind of like a Blair Witch style horror film. It's pretty good. What about you? What were you up to? Uh, uh, myself, recently, not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, I've had some interesting things uh, happen uh, in my personal life. Uh, I was in uh, what we're calling a motorcycle accident because when you say it was right. in a scooter accident, uh, people really just kind of look at you sideways, like 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 those bird things. Um, so, so yeah, talk, yeah. I I I am an electric vehicle enthusiast. Uh, one of my scooters is rated for highway. It goes sixty miles an hour. This is a, a stand up kick scooter, uh, but it goes sixty miles an hour. And uh, unfortunately, uh, one of the safety mechanisms failed on me two weeks ago, and I, I hit the ground at fifty five miles an hour. Uh, kids, wear your helmet because if I wasn't wearing my helmet, I told tanner before the show he would be looking for a new co-host my helmet yeah. was nasty uh you can see the photos of it on my instagram uh at jana.pride yeah we're but, uh very glad you're okay yeah yeah me too that stuff you know? is scary <laughs> but understandable that not really a whole lot uh, I, went on. might just, just be kind the of rest. concussion talking but i'm having a good time yeah, there you go. That and pain medication. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny but, uh, because I didn't go in for 24 hours uh, because I mm -hmm. live in America and I can't afford to have anything happen to me. Um, right. But when I did go in, they said, OK, well, we're definitely going to give you the heavy pain meds because you're clearly not here, not just looking for pills. Otherwise, you would have been here last night. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the fact that my entire body's covered in road rash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what do you say we get into some news? We have Let's, quite a few stories. Let's do it. All right, so the first one up here, uh, just wanted to briefly talk about. So the Roswell incident, um, 75 years ago that happened, uh, I believe July 8th. So just yesterday was a 75 year anniversary. Don't want to go too much into it because I think that may be uh, a future episode. Spoiler foreshadow whatever you want to call it but uh <laughs> i think this is the incident that kind of sparked myself and a lot of other people around uh not just america but the world in kind of the ufo phenomenon i think this was the incident that sparked it all yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were some uh, UFO phenomenon previous to that, uh, what with some of the Foo Fighters uh, phenomenon especially going on. But but the Roswell incident was uh, kind of the granddaddy of them all, to steal a phrase from good old JR. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but be sure we will talk about that uh, at length in a future episode. There was one article as I was looking for stuff this week. Um, I was scrolling through my RSS feed and I just saw the title. And it basically said that there was a report that came out that uh, federal agents in Roswell, like very shortly after this had happened, uh, were 
poking around the town looking for child-shaped coffins or child-sized coffins, so who knows what that's about, because I believe the reporting said that the aliens or extraterrestrials or whatever it was were, were very, fairly small. So yeah, generally the greys were seen to be around, uh, depending on depictions, but usually no more than about four feet tall. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll get uh, further into that, like I said, in the future. The next one up here, uh, it is summertime, so you may be hitting the beach, but maybe not this beach in South Texas, because during this uh, summertime, a whole bunch of creepy dolls started to wash upon the shore of this beach, covered in barnacles having uh, coming out of their eyes. One of them was actually what? a sex doll. What? Uh, they had paint all over them. Yeah, I'll post some of these uh, pictures in our uh, in our Discord at tiny.cc slash creepy discord. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is uh, kind of creepy stuff. I uh, wonder where all of these dolls came from. There were just like hundreds of them, apparently. And, so uh, so it's all sorts of different kind of dolls then, too? It's not just like creepy porcelain dolls. Like there's 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 a sex doll, you said, too. Like that's not coming from the same factory, theoretically. Yeah, right. So like initially when I heard the story a few weeks ago, I thought, oh, it was like some container ship that lost a container and like all of the dolls from the factory fell out. But no, these are all different and then in the video it's actually john oliver so we'll post the link in our discord if you want to watch it it's pretty funny oh my um, god like one has its mouth a like just wide open like i don't even know why a doll would oh that's the sex doll never mind that's a sex doll. Yeah, <laughs> things go in that mouth <laughs> uh but yeah that was like barnacles all coming out of there but uh one of them has like this green paint on its face and then on its chest it has like a spray painted skull and crossbones what? um so it's uh it's very odd just kind of wondering where where all these came from i can't wait uh, to see the rest of these pictures at our discord tiny.cc slash creepy discord yeah well uh i'll get some more some more posted on there um Let's see, what is our next story? Actually, this one comes with audio, so get ready. Some paranormal experts in the UK claim to have been spooked after a witch hisses at them inside of a creepy cave. Uh, so the name of this cave, there is a joke in here somewhere. Um, let's see, where did it go? It was like the Wookiee Cave in, in the UK. So maybe it wasn't a hiss and it was just Chewy coming, uh, just poking his head out from the back. But yeah, so these ghost hunters are in there. Uh, film this TikTok video is seven minutes long. If you want to watch the full thing, we posted it on our Discord, but we do have a tiny little clip. Um, so the uh, the story behind this cave, maybe we'll dig further into this in the future because it does sound kind of interesting. Um, about a thousand years ago, they said that this evil witch lived in this cave. Um, so these paranormal investigators decided to, uh, to head in there. And it's actually, uh, she's known as the Witch of Wookiee Hole. She's a woman... <laughs> She was a woman who Good lived night, in these everybody. caves long ago. That's right. We're, we're starting off strong. Uh, lived in these caves long ago and uh, reportedly used her sorcery for all sorts of cruel deeds. Uh, under her powers, those in the area are said to have experienced crops failing, cattle dying, and people disappearing. Villagers were said to have been so frightened of her abilities they viewed her or viewed her home as a gateway to hell. Per legend, she eventually met her end after a priest and a monk were sent to the dark underground dwelling and putting a stop to her evil doings by turning her into stone. It's kind of interesting. So yeah, this uh, seven minute video, there was one clip in here that you can kind of hear something. The rest of it is just people yelling inside this cave. Uh, but if you listen, they say 
something along the lines of, hey, say something before we leave. And then you hear like a low grumble. Um, but Jane is going to play that for us here right now. Is there anyone here that needs help before we go or wants to say goodbye to us? Is there anyone here that needs help before we go or wants to say goodbye to us? All right, so you can kind of hear them um, well, why, as they're talking. Why are they giving witches a bad name? I, I, you know, there are good witches in the world, as you are example of. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like this. Uh, I don't know if you heard it when you listened to it, but that tiny little growl. And there's a few other instances in this video where you hear something or you see something shoot across the, st the screen. But they are in this cave and they're like, look at this orb fly across the screen. I'm like, you're in a cave that's filled with <laughs> dust. Right. Uh, so uh, there is one weird one where they set up the camera and it gets like thrown across the room. So who knows? But yeah, if you want to see the full seven minute video, like I said, it is in Discord. But yeah, don't give uh, don't give witches no bad names. Yeah, yeah, it's not cool. Right. And I feel like if I were, you know, the president of the I could be the witch of Wookie Hole. <laughs> you know, you could be. That is, <laughs> that is the title that we can bestow upon you. Um, but yeah, they said that the, the witch was jeering at them to come to her uh, as well as uh, someone saying kill her. So it's uh, it's very interesting. People calling out their name. Uh, so if you want to go to Wookie Hole yourself, it is near Wells in Somerset. I mean, uh, I'd want to go without the witch. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just having uh, there be a witch there too, girl. I mean, come on, I'm gonna be there. It sounds like a party. Bring that doll from the beach in, <laughs> in Texas, and we're all set. <laughs> this next story also takes place underground. Uh, this huge underground search for mysterious dark matter begins. So, in a formal gold mine in South Dakota, uh, a mile underground, you'll find a titanium tank that's filled with a rare liquefied gas, or xenon is the gas that they're using. And scientists are using this to find dark matter. So dark matter has not been found yet, but they believe, scientists believe that it makes up most of the universe's mass and that we wouldn't be here without it, but they don't know what it is. Right. So they're using this to, uh, to find it. Dark matter is such an interesting thing. Uh, I love, uh, you know, fringe physics like that. Things where we, we know that it's there. We just don't know that it's there. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, it was a few years ago, like the Higgs boson that got found. Like we knew mathematically that this thing existed and like physically that this thing existed, but we couldn't prove it. And then uh, and we found it, I believe, uh, using the Large Hadron Collider, which there was some news that came out of that the other day that they found two new subatomic particles or two new quarks. Right? Uh, which is kind of cool. So, and yeah, only minor know, black hole tearing. Yeah, you know, maybe we're all in a simulation. We just all got destroyed. So the reason this giant tank is uh, a mile underground, it's in pure titanium. And like I said, it's suspended inside a vat of liquid xenon inside this uh, inner tank is so it blocks out all cosmic radiation so nothing can get inside this thing, except for dark matter. They believe it can travel through things um, and get into this liquid xenon. And once it hits the nucleus of the liquid xenon, it'll split and uh, cause a flash of light, which then they can detect. So this entire project was five years and $60 million. That is to, uh, wild. Yeah, and actually uh, the place I work, it was kind of cool. 
uh, back in the early two late 90s, early 2000s, they built. Uh, so I work at a nuclear power plant for those who do not know. Um, but like behind the plant, there's like this building that's locked and has chains. And of course, I, I've been in there. But uh, so if you like take off these chains and you go down, it's like this abandoned lab. It's like really creepy. Really? Um, but they were using this to like study neutrinos. So the reason that they chose our that location was uh, neutrinos can travel through uh, through matter. And our reactor was sitting at the same level that this detector was and it was traveling through the ground, you know, some few hundred yards to this thing so it's actually kind of cool like this this physics stuff doesn't make sense you know, that is like, so interesting yeah it, uh, that was kind of cool some more breaking news that just came out uh let's see yesterday do you know who uh coyote peterson is he's a like animal channel or animal network or animal planet that's yeah the, that's yeah right one he's uh, a presenter well he was up in uh in canada and he makes this frantic Facebook post because he believes he found the skull of Bigfoot. And that is something so Facebook... that's always been going around. Like, I, I think a lot of people uh, were, I think Bigfoot is one of the phenomena that a lot of people buy into. Like, they think that there is this cryptid walking around in the forests. Um, but the one thing that's eluded people is any sort of physical evidence. So this guy is saying he found a skull, huh? That's right. In the Facebook post, he says... I'm leaking these pictures here before they are taken down and before the government or officials try to see seize our footage. Found a large primate skull in British Columbia. We filmed it, cut the footage, and released it on Brave Wilderness this weekend. I've kept this secret for several weeks. Yes, I still have the skull. I smuggled it through customs and the TSA, and it's currently in a secure location awaiting a primatologist review. We thought it was a we thought it was a bear skull when we found it, but I can 100% guarantee it's not. The skull was found partially buried underground in a deep back forest ravine after a massive storm in the pack northwest, where clearly a bunch of trees and earth were disturbed. I'm sure these pics will be taken down, as probably the video by the government or state park officials. But the skull is safe. So I did post a picture of it in our Discord server again, tiny.cc/slash. Uh, creepy discord it is in the show images you can see the skull it is quite large oh that was my uh, question there. is that it that's a big skull and you say they got it past yeah. The PSA yeah I don't know how you smuggle that thing I'm, I'm <laughs> you. stick this Sasquatch skull way up there Marty yeah put it way way up there Marty <laughs> but uh yeah, it's kind of interesting. And I think Canada would be the perfect place to find it because I think the like prevailing theory is like we know that these giant apes existed at some point in time due to like the evolutionary chain. Right. And I believe the theory is like an ice bridge because they orig originated in like Asia and there was an ice bridge that spanned, spanned over uh, like Alaska, Canada, Russia, and these things migrated over uh, to the Americas that way. So it makes sense that it'd be up there. But yeah, this thing is is massive um i'm more like a fan of sasquatch weeks. being our space brothers theory <laughs> i'm excited to hear about maybe we need to have a sasquatch episode we do we really <laughs> do uh but yeah they said in the next few weeks they're going to be releasing more information about this skull as they have uh scientists look at it and examine it uh, maybe it is i don't know it's harambe's lost brother <laughs> Just made his way up to Canada. too soon rest in peace harambe <laughs> 
in what a decade right. too soon <laughs> yeah too soon uh the last story we have today uh humans are making it hard to listen for aliens aren't it humans i never thought about this yeah we just kind of ruin everything so with uh the expanse of like 5g signals that are being sent out and radio waves and everybody having wi-fi and uh, you know, everyone buying all these different radio signals is actually making it difficult to listen into space. Um, so the search for extraterrestrial intelligence or SETI uh, says right now it's looking, trying to find aliens is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Um, Earth is just getting more and more polluted with all of these signals. Some radio bands, it's impossible to do anything. Because they're right. so full of television transmitters, Wi-Fi, and cell phone bands. Well, and that's the funny thing, right? Is that, you know, when we first started broadcasting things through the airwaves, uh, you know, radio signals, it's, it's a very large wave in comparison. So so we we basically have this big, large wave that we're broadcasting things through. And then as as things mm -hmm. get faster and the gigahertz get higher, the, the waves get smaller. So now, for instance, with 5G, you know, 5G is utilizing millimeter wave technologies. So, right. so what we're doing is we're just compressing everything into that same space. So yeah, it makes sense that our, our skies that we can't see are, are polluted with, with the noise that we're throwing out there. Yeah, you never really think about it. And they say also, so they, they said that they used to listen to just one channel when they were like listening to, to space, but now they're listening to 10 billion channels. That's a lot of radio frequencies. And not a thing's um, on. <laughs> that's right. They also say that uh, satellites being launched into low Earth orbit are also uh, causing some of these issues as they're kind of polluting up the skies and space. Oh, I didn't so even think uh, about that. Elon Musk's internet thing. What's that called? Uh, Starlink, yeah. It's Starlink. just like circling the globe, yeah. blasting signals down on Earth. And in a mesh of it, yeah. So that must really yeah. mess with that uh, that technology, trying to listen out into the cosmos. And, uh, yeah, I found that interesting. I didn't didn't even think about it. But that's all I have for the news today, Jana. I'm excited to uh, to learn about some time slips. Yes, absolutely. Time slips. Time slips are such a fun phenomenon. And you say you're not familiar with it at all. I mean, I think I kind of understand the concept. Like, I heard of one story where I'm going to kind of butcher it, but there's like this Japanese traveler guy who landed in an airport or something. Mm -hmm. And he had maybe this is like something completely different, but he had a passport and they were like, this country doesn't exist. And he like showed him on a map. He's like, this is my country. They're like, no, that's a different country. He's like, no, that's where I am. And then they're like, well, we're going to arrest you and put you in this room. So they did. And then they came back later and he was gone. Right. Uh, that's like one of the stories I recall hearing. Um, but yeah, I'm not like fully familiar, I guess, with the concept. Yeah, so time slips, uh, kind of like you said, are, are these unexplained phenomenon where a person suddenly finds themselves in another time. Imagine, if you will, strolling down a busy street and suddenly finding yourself transported to the past. Reports of ghostly visions like that are countless, where they actually feel like they are seeing ghosts, but they are uh, actually 
perhaps traveled back in time? Are they real tricks of the eye, tricks of the imagination? Uh, starting off with the author Flick Everett of the Daily Mail. And what, basically what we're going to do is, is uh, this is going to be a little bit different than how we've talked about things so far. We've talked about very specific things, uh, talking about a really wide range of things uh, when it comes to time slips. It's a, it's a large phenomenon. It's been happening for, for years now. Um, and it happens when a moment from the past spontaneously intrudes on the present through seemingly unexplained means. Uh, the difference between a time slip and time travel uh, is time travel implements some sort of uh, machine, a mechanism, whereas a time slip is more of a natural phenomenon. So getting back to Flick Everett from the Daily Mail, uh, he tells a story of his partner Andy, who experienced one of these phenomena, and it says in 1977, when his partner Andy was five and his sister was seven, they were staying with their great aunt in an old Norfolk house that dated back to the 1600s. They woke very early and went to the living room where they saw the fire lit and an old woman in a long dress and cap using a spinning wheel, and she looked up, but she didn't say anything. Thinking she would make their breakfast, the children walked into the kitchen, but it was dark, and when they went back to ask her, she had vanished. The fireplace was cold. And when they told the adults later, they said that the home help hadn't arrived yet. So despite the, his lack of belief in any sort of, quote, supernatural nonsense, as he puts it, the experience of feeling like the past and present collided stayed with Andy all these years. Uh, and he now accepts that he may have lived through a time slip, like I said, that paranormal occurrence where it's suddenly possible to see the same spot, but from many years ago, or being actually transported uh, back in time. Time slips uh, probably sounds a lot like something off of a lot of the stories that we we find ourselves in in society. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time uh, is is Back to the Future. Uh, now that is definitely more mm -hmm. of a time travel, but it still has ta ta time slip uh, elements to it. Um, because Marty didn't want to go back in time. He suddenly found himself in this unreal situation. And the idea that this could be happening to those around us has always fascinated me. So you got me thinking. Uh, I'm sure you have and our listeners have, but like experienced deja vu. And I know there's maybe a scientific explanation that your brain like lags behind for a second and then catches up and you seem to be like experiencing the same thing over again. But can you like time slip forward, experience something and then come back and then re-experience it? Well, that would have been the situation like you talked about with the Japanese gentleman, the Japanese gentleman right. who came forward in time uh, and found that his country no longer existed. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm just thinking. So like, all right, I'm going to sound stupid again because I don't know anything about this. But you and me, we're, we're, at, we're at the mall and we're walking and we're going to, I don't know, Sephora. And we're going and we're talking about something and I time slip. I go back to whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, am I still next to you for, for you or am I gone? Well, that's the funny thing with timey-wimey nonsense, isn't it? Is that you could be gone for days, uh, but then arrive... Alexa, shut up! <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, but when it comes to stuff like that, you know, you could be gone for days to you, uh, but to me, uh -huh. uh, you would just instantly reappear right back where you were. So you can just blink, I'm gone, and then... 
I'm back. And, and, and I'd like, never know. And uh, you're like sitting here all haggard and like strung out and just like, whoa, what happened? And you're like, it was the bubonic plague. Wow. Uh, and also, is it to the to the same location I'm in or is it like, do I would I go somewhere else or both potentially? Generally with the time slip, uh, it is the same location. However, there are mm -hmm. incidents where that location uh, seems totally different. Uh, it may be that there mm -hmm. has been a lot of construction that has happened um, or it may be that geographically it even looks different because of some natural disaster that has happened to this area. But, but physically in the same place on the planet geographically is usually what happens with the time slip. That's interesting because I'm like, my brain's turning. Like maybe I want to, I want a time slip. I want to experience this. Is there anything, <laughs> and maybe we'll get into this. I'll, I'll like shut up and let you continue. No, this but, is wonderful. <laughs> is there anything, so we're at this mall, we're going to Sephora. Mm -hmm. Is there something in the world or that that triggers this or is it random like is there anything like energy wise around that that would trigger this or people like why would i be selected over you that kind of thing well clearly we don't really really know for sure but contemporary physics suggests that it might be possible to travel back in time uh by passing through a wormhole uh and a wormhole i mean it's unlikely to be found just laying around outside sephora right um <laughs> But uh, that, in theory, could happen, and it could permit transit without any kind of painful tidal forces, be it microscopic or subatomic. Uh, it gets into a lot of nitty-gritty science there. But basically, the the one thing that does uh, kind of stand in the way of this is uh, they do require powerful forces to maintain the existence of a wormhole. Uh, but that was kind of also, you know, where where people tongue in cheek, you know, we're talking about the Large Hadron Collider, but but. We're also talking theoretical physics here, and and the energy produced by this when particles collide could in fact be opening wormholes that we don't realize that's causing time travel. Maybe the Large Hadron Collider turning on in the first place caused every time slip ever, and because it's going out into the mesh of the multiverse and time stream, it is pulling all of these moments together, and you would never know that it was triggered by one singular event because of the way time folds in on itself. That's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm My mind's blown. <laughs> so it makes me think. And maybe it's because I watched Stranger Things recently, and then now I'm rewatching it. But it's like when the the first gate opens, and then underneath, underneath the city, the the vines and stuff start to like corrupt the town. Right. Know? Like you turn on the Hadron Collider, and all this stuff just starts to propagate out. It's kind of cool. That would be very interesting. Um, or, or, or what about like something so big? And I'm sure there's stories like this. Uh, I believe I heard one actually, where like somebody was actually traveling in a car, uh, and they found themselves uh, in a a much different neighborhood than they were used to. Uh, so like the car actually traveled through time with them. Uh, they were just driving, hmm. and it was like all of a sudden they were in the 1920s or something like that. Uh, to this day, the most widely recognized case uh, involved two school administrators who in 1901 became lost on the grounds of Versailles, France for several hours and were eventually convinced that they had been transported back in time to the late 1700s. Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain uh, recounted that they had decided to visit the Palace of Versailles as part of several trips around Paris, detailing how on the 10th of August 1901 they traveled by train to Versailles. 
remembered not thinking much of the palace after touring it, so they then decided to take a walk through the gardens. And after reaching uh, Grand Trianon, uh, found that it was closed to the public. They recollected traveling then with a guidebook, but they said they became lost after missing the turn for the main avenue. They entered a lane where they bypassed their destination. Moberly reported that she noticed a woman shaking a white cloth out of a window while Jourdain recalled noticing an old deserted farmhouse outside of which was an old plow. At the, this point, they described feeling uh, kind of like an oppression and dreariness coming over them, uh, after which uh, men who they thought looked like palace gardeners told them to go straight on. Uh, Moberly described the men as very dignified officials dressed in long grayish green coats with small three-cornered hats. Jourdain recalled that uh, she noticed a, a cottage with a woman holding out a jug to a girl in the doorway, describing it as tableau vivant. I don't know what that means. A living picture, apparently. Um, much like Madame Tussauds waxworks. Uh, it was it was something that didn't seem to belong in, in her reality. Uh, it's, it was a living picture, tableau vivant. Okay, that's what that means. Nice, 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 uh, nice phrase there. So she wrote, you know, everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. And then think about that for a second. Um, it, it may be the most beautiful thing, but if it seems unnatural to the world that you know, it's going to create an ickiness inside of you. She said, even the trees like seem to be uncanny valley, right? Right, exactly. Uh, it doesn't seem real. Um, because, you know, if I if I step outside right now, my reality is I'm going to see a, a 2018 Ford Focus sitting in the driveway. Uh, if I were to mm -hmm. walk outside, though, and see a, a donkey in a field, um, it would not feel real. Right. Um, and the mm -hmm. strange thing with her is that it... it unpleasant is and like I, I said they actually described that that feeling of oppression and dreariness too which is not necessarily something but sometimes there is kind of that that feeling of creepiness that that, that gut feeling where your body's saying to you this this isn't right that I think we experience in a lot of different paranormal phenomena um, she said that even the trees seem to become flat and lifeless the woodwork uh, it was like a tapestry basically and there were no effects of light or shade no wind stirred in the trees so it may also be they were kind of seeing through this veil. Uh, they reported reaching the edge of the woods and coming across a man seated beside a garden kiosk wearing a cloak and a large shady hat. According to Moberly, his appearance was most repulsive. It's expressed uh, odious. So he's a stinky guy. Jourdain noted the man slowly turned his face, which was marked by smallpox, his complexion very dark, and then Moberly said she noticed a lady sketching on the grass who looked at them after they crossed the bridge to reach the gardens from the front of the palace. She later described the lady as wearing a light summer dress and a shady white hat with much fair hair. Moberly reported that she thought she was a tourist at first, but the dress appeared to be old-fashioned, and Moberly came to believe that lady was Marie Antoinette. Huh. Can you imagine... So, all right, more timey-wimey stuff. Yes. So, so these people, they get, you again, Sephora example. We, uh, we, we time slip. I'm still wearing all the same stuff that I was wearing previously. I don't, like, magically change into, like, 1700s garb. Right. So if you think that this is, like, super uncanny, imagine, like, 2022 
gay guy <laughs> transported <laughs> into the 1700s France or Sephora. And uh, I don't know, like, what they're thinking. And then... So then we okay we're we're going back to the original timeline before before time slip. Does this create a new timeline or is this the original timeline? So like Marie Antoinette actually saw these people, or time is just this infinite loop where she's always just sketching. Well, we're gonna get somebody... to that one in a little bit. All right, man, this is like time is so great and we don't <laughs> understand it at all. All right, I'll let you continue. So so basically uh they they then returned back to the palace. When they returned back to the palace, they were directed round to the entrance where they joined a party of other visitors uh and they said that you know, they just they fell back in line. So somewhere between seeing Marie Antoinette and walking back up to the Palace of Versailles, uh they they trumped back into 1901 from 17 the late 1700s as they say they did uh, of course nobody truly believed them uh, and them being women of the early 1900s didn't help their plight at all where they were seen to be given to uh extreme uh you know just oh, oh she's 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 you know woman's crazy that's 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 the way they would look at it even if they were educators uh they did come from good backgrounds um right I mean, you say that you traveled back and you saw Marie Antoinette. That's that's not something that people are really going to believe generally. No, I mean, no, absolutely not. Like if I time slipped and came back and I'm like, Jaina, you won't believe what I just saw. And I started telling you all this stuff. You may look at me kind of like crazy. 100 percent. I mean, I mean, I might not actually because I'd be like, oh, lucky. I knew one of us was going to get to <laughs> write it down, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> So there's one other story that I wanted to share that I found really interesting. And and this one uh, reminded me a lot of some of the creepy stuff that we've already talked about on the show. This is having, it's called the uh, Oklahoma White Building is the name of this story. This one came from Above Top Secret, which uh, these days is a cesspool. But back in the day, those forums were great. You know, they were sharing all sorts of things from UFOs and aliens to cryptids to all sorts of branches of the paranormal. So uh, a white pickup truck pulled into the cattle pasture near Punk City, Oklahoma in early fall 1971 and stopped at a gate. Carl, Mark, and Gordon worked for cattle feed distributors and they were sent to this remote area to pick up a feeder. What they found there has kept them silent for 41 years. He opened the gate, which was barbed wire with no lock and entered, Carl said. He went on the property, which was covered with grass up to and over the hood of the truck. He drove through the tall grass to the tank that sat close to the red barn and got out of the truck. He realized the tank was almost half full and too heavy to load, Carl said. We decided to leave and drove round the red barn and we saw a large two-story white house. No lights on the front. The trio drove back to the cattle feed company and the boss said he'd drain the tank and they could pick it up tomorrow. Then Carl says we went to the location to retrieve the tank the next night. This time we decided to go through the old white big house on the hill and brought our shotguns. We drove into the property over the path they'd made through the grass just the day before and loaded the tank. Then they pulled around the barn toward the house. What they saw burned into their memories. It was no longer there, Carl said. We walked up the hill where it stood and there were no signs of demolition, no foundation, nothing at all. What we all seemed to witness the night before was no longer there. We've talked to each other over the years, but none of us can begin to explain this vision. 
the whole house was gone? Whole house was gone. Barn was still there. The the feed was still there, but the entire white, the two story white house that they described, that looked lived in apparently, because they they the only note that they had was no lights were on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just gone the next day. And and when I so think they, of like these these old farmhouses in the in the middle of nowhere, I think of some of these these creepy stories that we talk about. And then I think about a time slip or an entire house, maybe, uh, maybe maybe a wormhole was traveling and it picked up the house and put it there. Or did Carl and his friends uh, did they time travel? How did that work? Because the the tank was there, right? Right. So so obviously they were in their own time for that moment. So was it that they time slipped and saw the house, or did the house time slip and see them? Huh. It's uh it's really odd. I also So time is like I said is this complicated thing and obviously we have the past and we have the future. Are people from the future time slipping back to our time and can that like explain anything or have there ever been reports of that happening? I I would th- Think so well, I mean, there's, there's. Well, no, that was. I was going to say, there's John Tidor, who, of course, was the famous time traveler uh, of the late '90s. Um, but he was a time traveler. He wasn't a time slipper. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I would think that there must be uh, because the, one of the things that comes to mind is there's those photo. There's a photo, and you, you've probably seen it. And I, I should have pulled up a, a copy of it to post in our Discord, tiny.cc/creepydiscord, um, that uh, depicts like it's, it's an, it's a black and white photo from turn of the century and there's a woman holding up a cell phone in the background of the photo yeah i've also seen one where again same thing black and white photo and there's this guy standing there in like very modern clothing with like sunglasses and holding a cell phone right. like in the middle of this crowd huh so, so yeah, there's definitely like physical evidence, and and of course the you know the the other explanations are oh no they weren't doing that it was like a brush or it was you know something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's harder to explain the the modern dress style in the photo that you describe. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely physical evidence to to suggest that this may be happening. Whether or not the stories like these are to be believed by others, the people who recount them certainly believe them at least. Uh, Given what we know and what we don't know about how time works, I mean, the question then that we've been talking about is how could this happen? And one of the things that you talked about, Tanner, was is this creating another, um, another fractured timeline? Uh, and one explanation is a credible but controversial scientific theory called multiverse theory. That's right. It's not just for Doctor Strange or everything everywhere all at once. Uh, multiverse theory has been around for some time now. Uh, and and the thought is, is that perhaps when these people are traveling through these slips, they're not necessarily traveling from, uh, from 1918 to... Uh, 2022 or vice versa uh, they're just traveling from 2022 on earth 1372 to 2022 on earth 1378 where on earth 1378 it just happens to be the 1920s interesting Right. That's and and that and that you... ties into one of the things that I talked about uh, on our first episode I think which is that multiversal theory could in in theory, uh, explain all paranormal th- phenomenon. Um, it's it's right. an amazing 
thing to think about. I mean, imagine a new universe traveling along on its own, a unique timeline created out of every single moment in time. You know, I just raised my hand to the left. Somewhere there's a universe where I just raised my hand to the right. It suggests an infinite number of universes, and it also, therefore, explains how time slips might be real. Well, I think, too, like, to explain the, the paranormal thing, like, you're staying in this haunted house that may be in this dense energy area, as indicated by, like, EMF or whatever, and you see a lady from the 1920s because somebody time slipped in and then disappears because it's like a momentary thing. Can you, I wonder if you can get stuck. <laughs> like you time slip into earth four, five, two and get stuck. Well, so, so maybe a, a jump is the result of, you know, the, the thinking it's Bernstein versus Bernstein. Um, you know, it's exactly what I was thinking of. You know, I, I but then, jumped from from earth to earth and maybe on this other one but but like we said you know that that's explaining a different phenomenon through the same means as jumping through time I wonder I'm gonna get like philosophical so if I'm on this earth in this universe and I time slip uh, I am gone from one earth and appear in the other one so now there are two of me right but there's only one of me here and I remember Berenstein 100% and if it's Berenstein and this time slip happened something happened to other me in this universe so I wonder if we just have like this shared collective consciousness between all of these universes and we're if they're parallel enough and I mean all these universes are close enough like maybe the only difference is Berenstein versus Berenstein mm -hmm. and you know we're not divergent enough that you know, just slipping into the other one may be fairly easy. It doesn't take a whole lot of energy. We just talked about in one of our stories, these particles that can just travel through, uh, travel through matter. So I wonder if like your consciousness just shifts and now you kind of bleed into this other one and you get stuck. I don't know. Otherwise there'd be like two of me or two of you. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. There actually have been, um, uh, reports. I, I don't have any of the stories handy, but I remember hearing stories about individuals who have time slipped and uh, were in the same area as themselves uh, at, a, at a certain point in time. They didn't time slip, you know, hundreds of years. They, they time slipped maybe a week. Um, and found themselves mm -hmm. in the same situation. Uh, another possible theory here could also possibly uh, explain doppelgangers in that way. Um, maybe a doppelganger is yourself yeah. who time slipped. Yeah, and uh, that's true. Because I mean, like, if you're in a different universe, like, there's very s slight differences to everything, and I don't know why that'd be limited to appearance. Right. I mean, the only thing huh. that really comes into play with it is cosmic inflation. Um, so, like, cosmic inflation is a faster than light expansion of the universe that may be responsible for, you know, with the with the dark matter and everything on well, that that growing, burgeoning uh, everything where, where that cosmic inflation is just pushing out. Um, but because of its earliest instance of formation, the universe has been expanding outward from that single point into nothingness. Uh, so say another way, the universe is faster than light expansion uh, could be due to the fact that it's expanding into something that was not itself uh, nothing was there before. 
Um, so yeah. cosmic inflation is then causing these fractures because we don't really understand all of the particles and all of the everything. You know, we're sitting here talking about how how dark matter makes up 83% or 84% or whatever it was of the known universe. Uh, but we don't even know mm -hmm. the first thing about it. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, you know, I know we're talking about time slips, but you brought it up. So universe is expanding into nothingness. Mm -hmm. like, the concept of nothingness is like you can't comprehend it because no one has ever seen nothing, you know, and expanding into nothing. Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's a mean man. was mean, dude. Whether or not multiverse, cosmic inflation, an infinite number of disconnected universe eternally branching off from one to the other where the TVA has to get involved and say, Loki, do it and I'll spank you. The way that time travel works out <laughs> has yet to be proven by scientists, but uh, all of the theories, including those with time slips, are certainly intriguing. And that is all about time slips this week. That's cool. You made me really sit here and think. And I like I like this topic because it's not you know all the other previous things we talked about was like, all right, this is the story of this house or, you know, this this murder trial and it was, it was very open ended. Right, like I, I like, said at the beginning, it was our first uh, our first dipping our toes into the waters of uh, a, a phenomenon topic, not a story topic. <laughs> yeah, I no, I, I like by it. choosing it. <laughs> no, I don't think it was a short straw. I think that was really really good. And I don't know if you were to time slip, mm -hmm. where where would you want to go? I guess. What would you want to experience? See, that's just it. Like everything in the past seems terrible. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Although the one thing I will say is that, um, you know, despite what we what we heard about with the time slip of Versailles uh, with the pockmarked people, um, uh, there is something to be said about the uh, militaristic tactics of a simpler age. I, I've longed for years now that we just get rid of like all firearms and go back to like swords and you know spears and arrow like arrows. That's the most projectile you can have. <laughs> right. No, I agree. It. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. What if you die in your time slip? Do you like not come back? Well, it depends on like, the method say, by which the time slip. If it's you know passing through a wormhole, you're probably not going to pass through it if you're not moving. Um, but if there were some like cosmic particle that pushed your body forward, and then maybe the release of that energy, or the, maybe the way that that energy changes you as it leaves your body and passes through, that causes you to pop back into your own time. Maybe, maybe then it would because it's 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 a natural phenomenon that's already inside of you. Right. But there's just so many different ways in which this could theoretically be possible the crazy thing is though is that there's enough stories out there to say that not only is it possible but it's probably happening right and i mean we talked about again with dark matter that there is so much about our physical world that we do not know about um and i mean like the higgs boson <laughs> like we uh it causes mass like it is what gives things mass and i mean how much more basic can you get right like, giving something mass and we didn't discover that like physically until like a few years ago or gravity we don't really know how that works like it affects all of us every day it's what's holding us to the chairs right now or your feet to the ground and we we don't understand it 
um, I don't know. It's really fascinating. And I think scientific stuff like this is really, really cool. And I think it can explain a lot of these paranormal phenomenons. Like you said, like people from the 20s slipping into your reality. You see it for a second. You think it's a ghost because you can't explain it. And then it slips back. Right. And, and you know, where we were talking about uh, Sasquatch being found before, you know, and I know I mentioned this in a previous episode, but, you know, there's there's definitely theory that says that, you know, uh, Sasquatch phenomenon is just because they pop back and forth between dimensions. And some people will argue mm-hmm. that Sasquatch is actually smarter than uh, Homo sapien. Uh, and, you know, they're actually controlling some of these portals and things like that. Uh, so maybe that's the case. <laughs> That'd be an interesting thing to talk about on our Sasquatch episode. I mean, maybe they are smarter because they've lived this long without actually being captured. And without pants. (laughs) Like, right, without pants. And clearly they're doing Uh, something right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's crazy. (laughs) I really like this topic. Uh, Thank you for for bringing it to us and, uh, and teaching me about it. Yes, thank you for coming with me on the ride, everybody. On this uh, time slip adventure. Well, in the next episode, it is, uh, we are going to talk, it's a little bit more open-ended, um, not really this philosophical journey through time, but, uh, we are going to discuss some haunted objects. Um, we've kind of touched on a few, uh, in previous episodes, but I'd really like to dive into a few of them, the stories behind them, uh, as well as, uh, you know, what makes them haunted or you know, intriguing. Why are people drawn Uh, to these places just to look at this simple wooden box. You know, like the Dybbuk box. I just kind of want to talk about that. Ooh, you're going to talk about Dybbuk box? (laughs) Oh, heck yeah. And that and other things, which, you know, I I have some experiences, seen it twice, but I do have some experiences with the Dybbuk box on my first adventure into that room. I'm super duper geek to our next episode. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Creepy Peep Show on both. That's at Creepy Peep Show. Our website is at Ramble, or I'm sorry, www.ramblingnerd.com, where we post uh, our show notes for the episodes as well as if you'd like to listen there, you can. Uh, you can email us your thoughts if you have anything about time slips. Have you experienced one? Would you like to? Do you have any haunted objects you want us to talk about next time? Let us know. Podcast at ramblingnerd.com. And I think we've done a pretty good job about talking about Discord interspersed throughout the episode. But one more time, you can find us at our Discord, tiny.cc slash creepy discord. That's all lowercase, all one word, tiny.cc slash creepy discord. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at tweeted tanner. And Jaina, where can we find you? I am on Insta at jaina.pride with a Y. All right. Like I said, we had a very fun journey through time on this episode, and I'd like you or th- like to thank you for bringing us on this journey. Thank you, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you next time about haunted objects. I'm so excited. Me too. All right, everyone. Uh, until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> <laughs>